Talking to families can be extremely intimidating, especially as a new teacher. That's why today I'm going to share the number one mistake I made when it came to teacher communication. This one mistake can be the complete game changer when it comes to how your school year goes. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Hey, teacher bestie. My name is Helena and I'm the creator of the Present Teacher Podcast. I'm a first year teacher coach. And in this podcast, you are going to learn everything from simple, actionable classroom management social emotional learning and teacher wellness strategies you know that impact you want to make in the classroom well we're going to make it happen here You see, the number one mistake I made when it came to parent communication was actually my mindset. You see, I had the wrong mindset going into teaching. Let me explain. When I would call my families, I would feel extremely nervous because I was afraid that they were always going to get upset at me for no reason and I wouldn't see it coming. And that was kind of my worst nightmare. I didn't want my families to be upset with me and me not be able to say the right thing or just make it worse. When they called, I would secretly wonder if they were going to get upset with me, which made me really not enjoy communicating with my families, all because I had the wrong mindset when it came to family communication. And this also showed up as when parent-teacher conferences would start, I would talk about where their students were at and what they were struggling with and what I was doing in the classroom to help and what the student was working on in class to work on that skill to improve. But see, when I communicated this way, I didn't make my families feel included because I wasn't giving them advice or activities they could work on at home. It was very much a, this is what I'm doing with your student and you're over here and I'm just keeping you in the loop. This really created some space between my families and I when I was communicating and in the child's education. And the third way that it came up was I was only communicating with my families when I needed to inform them of something. If something happened at school, if we were having an assembly, or if they were having a hard time on a grade or a subject. But essentially, I would occasionally try to reach out with a positive, but more than anything, I would just contact them when I needed their support at home or to keep them in the loop. Now, if you haven't caught on, this is all the wrong ways or this is a completely wrong way to communicate with your families. And I'm going to share with you how to fix this problem. So in order to fix this, we need to make a transition from thinking about me to we. Let me explain. So what this looks like is instead of asking your families or telling your families whenever a problem comes around, asking for their feedback. So for example, if I have a student who is struggling with, I don't know, math, I could call the family and let them know, hey, so-and-so is struggling with math. I'm going to be trying this just so you're aware to fix it. That was a very much a me thing. I was talking about how I'm going to fix it and it was about me and the student. However, the new way to do it is to say, I just wanted to call and let you know that so-and-so is struggling with math Here's what I'm thinking about, you know, doing in the classroom. I also have some ideas that you can work at home on on at home. What are your thoughts on this? Or do you have any ideas on how we can work together to make sure so-and-so learns math or second grade math? See how this shift of mindset was a very much, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fix this approach to now we are going to work as a team because this is a team effort here. And that transition is very important. 
And when I came to parent-teacher conferences, I would then talk about, you know, the strengths that the student had and then some things that we could work on as a group together to ensure that that student was successful in the classroom. So it went from, here's how your student is doing, here's the positives, here's the negatives, here's what we're going to work on to fix that, to, or how I'm going to fix that, now it's natural, to, here's the positive about your student, here's where they're at, here's how we can work together home and in the classroom and the student to set the student up for success. Another shift I made was instead of calling my families whenever I needed their support is I started to be very proactive when it came to family communication. This looked like calling them with the positives that were happening. For example, I would do a lot of love calls and give a positive call home whenever I felt like the student was going above and beyond in the classroom or did something extremely amazing. And just in case there ever was a problem in the class, I would explain what was going on and then ask for their feedback and their support in the classroom or at home for the classroom and help brainstorm and help them feel like they were valued and have them help me brainstorm ideas on how we can work together in the classroom or for this student and to support this student. Overall, supporting your student is extremely important and having that shift from me to we is really going to make your school year stronger than ever because when you are working as a team with your families, you are making that much greater of an impact with your for your student because at the end of the day, it takes a village to raise a child. The same goes for education. When you have that support at home on what's going on in the classroom and vice versa, that student is a able to make that much growth that much faster. I hope you found this helpful. If you did, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe. This is part three of the back to school parent night or family communication series. So make sure to check out the other parts of this series in the description down below. If you are a new elementary teacher, I highly recommend you check out the Ultimate Elementary Teacher Answer Guide where I go over the top 10 questions I commonly get asked about teaching as a new elementary teacher and the top answers. I hope you found this helpful and I'll talk to you next time, teacher bestie. Bye! Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope that you were able to take away some value that will help you thrive inside and out of the classroom. It would mean the world to me if you could take five seconds right now and leave a review on this podcast. And if you found this podcast especially helpful, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag me on your socials to let me know you're listening. As always, remember that we are stronger together with all the love in the world, Helena, aka the present. See you next time, teacher bestie.